Hey, it's Jordan Wilson, co-founder of Jesus Ministries Incorporated and the development director of Friends of Sinners. You're listening to the Bad Apples Podcast. Here we go. Here's the thing. God is good and we are not. (laughs) But God is so good that we are loved. And through his justice and through his goodness, He took care of our sin by placing it on His Son, Jesus, so that we could have relationship with Him. See, left to our own devices, man, we're some bad apples. We're some rotten scoundrels. We are sinners, y'all. But there is living proof that God can take what is bad and make it good. He's not finished until our tree is flourishing. We're here to talk about it all. The rise, the fall, the faith, the fear, the good, the bad, the wins, the losses, life, love, and all of the above. And we're here to have fun while we do it. This is the Bad Apples Podcast. Let's go. Well, welcome back to the Bad Apples Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, yeah. We have turned over a new leaf. Yeah. I mean, that that intro... (laughs) Was really well put together. Oh wow, we're we're maturing here. <laughs> there wasn't any kind of cackling or hooting and mm, holler. I sold out for you. I know. I appreciate it. Like, <laughs> so uh, this is the refined bad apples. Mm-hmm. So we're almost moving our way to like a nice apple wine or something. That, you Ooh, know, like something silky smooth or whatever. Yeah. You know, I like um, that. But no, it's it's good to be back. It's been a while. I mean, it we has. took a week off. Yeah, we took like, a week off. Feels like it was a lot longer than a week. It does. Yeah, it really does. I mean, we were we were consistent there weekly. Uh, so I mean, I don't know what. How, I mean, I, I hope the people weren't you know having too many withdrawals. Oh, I, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. You know. Yeah. But here we are. We're back. You know, I wanted I wanted to get with you last week. I my uh, little girl turned four, and so yeah, yeah, that was exciting. So. Um, that was that was quite the experience. It is hard to believe that I I should have like I feel like I graduated undergrad mm. as far as being a dad. It's Aww. like I made it through four years of of being a dad, um, and so it's like man, I feel like I should be better at this than I am. You I know, think you're should, great. Well, I mean, thank you. I do appreciate that. <laughs> I pride myself on being a pretty good dad, but there's still a lot of times where I drop the ball and I'm like, man, that was a uh. rookie mistake. You know, um, like what? Do you, what are you doing? Like what are you doing out there? But uh, man, we are we are recording now. When people listen to this, they're not going to listen to it like as we're recording it. Obviously, this is yeah. a live show, but we're recording it at night. It's a late night one. It's a late night one. And uh, you're 34 now, and I'm a baby. <laughs> you're still a baby, bro. So we ain't drinking. We we ain't drinking. Oh, no uh, way. Coffee. No know? way. Not this time. No, of night. not this time. Of night. But you got a mug out. Oh, I got a mug out, bro. Just for the podcast. You're sipping on some hint. What is hint? You don't know what hint is? No, I don't. Hint. It's water infused with fruit essence. Ooh, fruit essence. This is clementine. Clementine. Yeah. Got a little hint of clementine in it. Is it it like got sugar or anything in it? No, no. And it's literally just a hint. Just a hint. (laughs) It's not even like... You can't even really call it flavored. So they like it's like they bottled the water in the presence of clementines. Yeah, and they have the best one like is crisp watched. apple. That's the best one. Oh, really? Crisp that's the apple. That's the best one. Man, this is hard to find. Well, hint: if you're listening to this, uh, you should you should just sponsor us and create a, oh. a bad apple hint. Please send us some because it's expensive. Oh, is it really? Yeah, dude. Like a, a pack of, I think six is like 
$11. No, it is not. Yeah, man. And if you go to a county market, a pack of, I don't know, 12 is like 17 $17? Yeah, it's ridiculous. Dang. For water that's basically just, I mean, you can you can buy fruit and just put it in the yeah, water. Yeah, why, why not just do that? You know, because I'm fancy. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> fancy. Uh, <laughs> fancy. Well, you're sipping it out of this Yellowstone oh, Dutton Ranch. Dutton Ranch. Mug. I mean, like, I'm pretty sure that, that you know, John Dutton would be real disappointed. Yeah. If I was, if you're I was sipping, sipping on. Uh, hint. Hint out of his mug. Where'd you Hint. get that sweet mug? Man, let me tell you where I got this. Um, okay. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> the old country store? The old country the old store. Country st- <laughs> <laughs> Restaurant and old country store. Yeah, went there uh, after youth group Sunday night. Dude, I stopped by. We need a we need to do a challenge. Like a like a you know I I wanna I I wanna know. Mm-hmm. Who can get the most bang for their buck with a hundred bucks at the Cracker Barrel Old Country Store? Oh, bro, dude! I mean, like for real though. But like, it's way more expensive now. Oh, so a hundred dollars. But I think a hundred dollars is great because it's like there. That's enough money mm-hmm. that like you should be able to you should be able to put together a pretty cool kit with a hundred bucks. Yeah. Or you can buy one really nice wind chime. You know, like <laughs> like. Those are, those are your options. The really bomb wind chime. Yeah. Like the like I could really with $100, I can rack up on that old-fashioned candy. Oh dude. Dude, I found the buttons. Like yeah. the candy buttons? Yes. I found uh, I didn't know these still existed, but the, the Lifesaver cream savers. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I saw you had those the other day. I posted on Facebook. Yeah. I walked in there like I was straight in a real-time revival, and I was just like, oh, my God. Like, God, you are real. Like, hallelujah. Oh Praise God. I, because here's what it did. It took me back to the times that I was sitting on the pew of a Pentecostal church listening to the pastor preach, and I was sucking on a cream saver. Okay. And I was like. Here I am, Lord. Take me. Send me. You know, I was yeah. ready. And it, it just excited me. Well, that's kind of cool. I mean, like, <laughs> see, the cream savers for me remind me of my childhood as well. Okay. Um, my mom decided that she was going to get fit um, okay. when we were uh, we were young. Um, but, like, my dad, my sister, and I were all overweight. And right. so she punished us uh, by having, like... <laughs> Tons of like if it weren't fat free, <laughs> sugar free, or like like we had soup so much. Okay, she was convinced it would make us healthy. Soup would make you healthy. Yeah, man. Yeah, I hate soup. <laughs> oh, it was worse. I still hate soup. Yeah, like soup is just drink pretending to be food. Yeah, like dude. soup yeah. is awful. Yeah, soup's the worst. And I, and I and you know what? It really grinds my gears when people call chili soup. Like how dare you? Yeah, chili's in a kind of its its own world. It's its, it's like own a world, stew, man. kinda, but yeah. not even. But and I've had I've had some good soup. I ain't knocking all soup. Mm. But I don't want soup as a main course. No like, way. Unless unless it's chili. But again, I, I think that chili is more of a sauce that you just yeah. eat by itself. Man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you ever been skyline chili? Yeah, dude. Dude, I freaking love Skyline. It's pretty good. It's not. It's okay. Not what I felt like it was hyped up to Back be. Back up. It is incredible. Oh, it's incredible. Too much cinnamon dude, for me. No, no way, man. Dude, chili five way. 
What's yeah. that? It is spaghetti. Oh yeah, I hate with spaghetti. The chili. Though. How do you hate spaghetti? <laughs> I bro, I hate spaghetti. I don't remember the last time I ate spaghetti. Like the noodle, like like or... all of it. Like the do you worst... like pasta? Not really. We've never talked about this. We may have. Like, I, I'm not a big Italian food fan. Well, I know that you don't like pizza necessarily. Necessarily. Like, it has you know, to be a different type pizza's of pizza. Pizza's really not Italian food. Yeah. Like, all right. Did you ever get the lasagna at Angelo's when you lived in Taylorville? I would never. It'll change your life. No, man. It'll change your life. I hate lasagna. I, you're wrong. It's a it's a wasted meatloaf. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're wrong. You, I, I love. I will fight you. Lasagna <laughs> is amazing. <laughs> like lasagna. Like if if somebody came along and they're like, "All right, dude, you you only get to keep." I don't, I don't know if it'd make my top ten. It would probably make my top See, twelve. Lasagna top twelve. Yeah, dude. Lasagna is amazing. Yeah, like amazing. <sighs> It's it's my favorite pasta dish. I mean, far okay. And away. Okay, so if I'm taking, if you're asking me, good lasagna is amazing. If you're like, asking me, all right, all right, you have to keep one pasta. Yeah, I'm gonna keep lasagna probably, but because like lasagna. I like ricotta. What was that? Ricotta. Ricotta. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's... I've been watching a lot of Master Chef. Oh gosh. <laughs> Have you have you started watching any of the masterclass stuff that I shared with you? Yeah, the Gordon Ramsay one. Oh, okay, all right. I love it, dude. Yeah, dude, I, I'm I'm so glad. I, I haven't watched it. any of his stuff yet. Yeah, it's incredible. But we all right. We kind of drove by Cracker Barrel just a second here. So yeah. we talked about the country store. Mm-hmm. But what is your go-to meal at, at Cracker Barrel? Yeah. Oh gosh. You breakfast guy, man. Their country breakfast fried steak. Their breakfast is phenomenal. Chicken fried chicken. It's good. But I'm going to say the most, <laughs> the most that I go towards with at Cracker Barrel, I go for dinner. I don't. Uh-huh. I'm just usually not. I'm not. You know, not a available for, for breakfast. Guy. I got it. I am a breakfast for dinner guy, but okay. I usually like I'll I'll cook my own breakfast for dinner. Okay. I like the Cracker Barrel sampler, like the meatloaf, oh, the dumplings, like where the you get ham. it all. You get it all. I get what you're saying. The I, hash I brown thought casseroles. you meant the breakfast. Man. Sampler, because I'm I'm about the breakfast sampler. The breakfast sampler is good too. Like, though. That's like if I'm super hungry, I get the breakfast sampler. Yep. Most of the time, yep. It's like for, for like Grandpa's old country breakfast. Now here, yep. somebody put it this way because I always thought, man, why am I going to go to Cracker Barrel, spend, you know, eight to ten dollars on breakfast food that I can make myself? Yeah. But then I realized, mm-hmm. I never have time to make biscuits. Yeah, dude. And apple butter. Right. And eggs and oh. bacon and sausage Bro. and the grits and the apple butter to go Bro. in the grits. I know I already said the apple butter, but if you're not putting the apple butter in your grits, you guys aren't living. Oh, like, apple butter. Now, listen, man. Do you put it in the grits? I, You know, no, I don't. Dude. No, I don't. Do you eat but, the grits? No, I don't. Dude, put the apple butter in the grits. But you're going to eat but the you're, grits. You're killing me right now because I never even realized to do that. Dude. I never even thought to do that. My grandpa. Because I love apple butter. My grandpa, who has been diabetic since he was 38 years yeah. old, you know, he taught me. He's like, well, I had two grandpas that were both diabetic. And, <laughs> right, uh, right. One of them taught me that at Angelo's, if you put cinnamon, or sugar mm-hmm. on the garlic bread, game changer. Mm. Game changer. That's ridiculous. Oh, my gosh. It's like, it's like, it's like sugar toast. 
Oh, gosh, dude. Man. Wow. Yeah. Like, Nothing healthy about that. Oh, yeah. He'd eat some and he'd start shaking a little bit. But, well, uh, yeah, for know, sure. And then, but um, Grandpa from Iowa, he's like, hey, you know, you going to eat your grits? I'm like, Grandpa, I don't know what that is, but it looks disgusting. Oh. He said, no, no. Listen, just take this here apple butter. Yeah. Dop that right on top. Oh, my god. A little bit of salt, stir up, money. Now, I've had cheesy grits. Have you had that? I've had cheesy I grits. I mean, they were good. They're good. But, man, apple man. butter grits with some salt. No, that's going to change my life. Oh, yeah. Change mm. everything. My favorite. My favorite. I love apple butter. Oh, yeah. Oh. Their apple butter's unreal. It's it's fantastic. So and uh, But I, I really like their country fried steak as well. It's good. And It's good. Like, I remember growing up in school, kids would complain about the country fried steak day. I'd be like, Dude, country fried steak's legit. Yep. It's super good. Yep. Like, that's that's what I'm wondering how to make. Yeah, dude. Country, Man, country they fried have their, their seasonal stuff is top notch too. Like the um, the country fried turkey. Oh yeah, <laughs> covered with the gravy. Uh-huh. Oh my but god! On, if you go on Thursdays, you can get the you can get the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, every can. Thursday at Cracker yeah. Barrel. Yep, it's so good. You man. know what I do? If I can get to a Cracker Barrel on Thursday, I go get the Thanksgiving meal. Yeah, easy because easy. Yeah, people that think that Thanksgiving food is only supposed to be eaten on Thanksgiving, right? They're wrong. They're wrong. They're just wrong. They're they're living a limited life. <laughs> you're limited in your life. Like you're a limited, limited in life. Of, I like limited, that. Limited in the scope that you can you can live in. But I like now, that. Yeah. So Cracker Barrel. Yeah, man. Got the mug. Yeah. Someday we'll do a challenge. Yeah, I like, did a. Now I'll, I'll be honest. I did a, a little bit more of a healthier meal when I went on Sunday night. I did the grilled chicken tenders. That's lame. I still got the hash brown casserole, so I splurged oh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But, you know, if I didn't love Cracker Barrel so much, I'd be kind of ticked that my chicken tendies were, were bland, you know? Well, you got them grilled. Yeah. What'd you expect? But, but I did get something else grilled there, and it was phenomenal. The Southern Grilled Chicken, it was so good. Okay. And I was like, all right, if you're going to season these little chicken tendies like that, I'm going to be down. Yeah, man. Well, that's that's disappointing. Sometimes you win some, sometimes you lose someone. That's true, man. But I came out of there with a Yellowstone Dutton Ranch mug. Yeah, you did. Cream savers. Yeah. And Buckeyes. Buckeyes. Oh yeah. Like you know handmade Buckeyes. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. They're not. I mean, I guess they weren't handmade in the store, but they're handmade by somebody somewhere. Well, I guess it's probably true. Somebody yeah. somewhere. But yeah. you know what? People did not come on here mm-hmm. to hear us talk about chicken tendies. That's true. And That's Buckeyes. True. They came to know about the coffee that we're drinking. <laughs> now, here's the thing, folks. I, I kid you not. Mm. I've had multiple people tell me that they listen to the podcast. Yeah. I've also had multiple people tell me that they listen to the podcast just for coffee re- recommendations. Yeah, dude. Easy. Like, that's... I don't know if people quit listening after the coffee recommendations. Maybe. Should we start putting that at the end? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Keep people waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then boom. But yeah, like we already said, we're not drinking coffee tonight. It's way too late for that business. Yeah. And we too old for it. Oh, yeah. Well, you're too old for it. I'm, I'm too old. I'm too wimpy. I'm a grandpa, man. Yeah, yeah. I'm in my house slippies and my comfy. Yeah, yes, you are. Yes, you are. <laughs> in, your, in your Boston Bruins hat. Yeah, number one. Yeah, yeah not for long. <laughs> um, so, okay, have you had any good coffee this week? Like coffee that's like changing your life. Man, I'm going to be honest with you. I have not. Ooh. Now I bought um my my uh my coffee maker, my Breville, uh-huh. a precision brewer, yeah, has to uh be descaled. 
Ooh. And I just haven't did that yet. I haven't done it yet. And so you've been coffee free. I have. I, you can still make coffee on it, okay. but I, I haven't really. I've just been doing my black rifle because I still have bags of that black rifle. Mm-hmm. So I'm just kind of barreling through that. Um, you know, I'm going to say this on here and I don't want to say it, but I had a gift card to Starbucks. Yeah, you and did. And I went. Yeah, you did. Oh, I'm so embarrassed. Dude, they got a new cinnamon roll nitro brew. I'm getting that next time there. <laughs> that sounds so good. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I dropped by there one morning. I do like their flat white. Like if there's anything they do well, I feel like it's their espresso. Um, so I like their flat white. I, I usually get it with some heavy cream and a couple of pumps of the sugar-free vanilla and just, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. I mean, it's not, you know. It's Starbucks, so I still really hurt in my soul when I say that I bought Starbucks. But it was a gift card, so I didn't pay my own no, money that's, for it. That's not so bad. That's not so bad. But uh, <laughs> yeah, so I I Ooh. have had all right three Ooh. good. Well, actually, no, that's not true because we haven't had a podcast since I talked about the um, the espresso espresso that I had the uh, Brazilian espresso. Right? We have not. So you haven't oh, you haven't man. talked about that. Dude, that was that was next level. From there's like uh, Avi Aviori, Aviori. I don't know. It's like an aviator, in but, but like the woman version of an aviator. Okay. Um. So a- anyway, like that was super good. Yeah. It has like dulce de leche in there, or something Ooh, like that, man. and it was smooth. I gotta check that Very place good. out, man. Um. So that was that was good. Um. And then I finally got my bag of Oakland coffee from the guys at Green Day. I was um, I was I woke up the other morning thinking, because I heard American Idiot, and I was uh, like, I wonder if Garrett ever got this coffee. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you about it. Okay. But I want what I want you to do. Yeah. Is censor this part so that we can like we can just drink the coffee and give people a live review. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. Okay. <laughs> Can you go back and censor this? I, I, yeah, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. It's fantastic. It's so good. <laughs> I'm serious. It's like some of the best coffee I've had. Are you it's, serious? Yeah, it's like a medium dark roast. It is so good. And it like oh, it's so wow. flavorful. It's so flavorful. Okay. Like, so anyway, um, but hey, we're back now. Okay, um, we're back. And, yeah. and we will tell you all about it some other time. <laughs> um, but uh I've had two different kinds of caribou coffee. Oh um, yeah, this week. I like so caribou. now, and one was in a K cup. It's called the Booyah coffee. It's yeah, like that's B O U, like shocking, like, like a like caribou. Uh-huh. It, it's it's good. I mean, like you know, we were we were desperate for for K cups at our house. I was like, yeah, this Booyah, that sounds fun. You know, we'll you know, we'll get some of that. All right, it was super good. And then there was this like I think it's like Lakeside. Yep. Is that yeah. right? Oh yeah. It's like it's I think lakeside blend. So we got that for for uh, my daughter's birthday party. Mm-hmm. We had some family over and stuff for brunch. Oh wow! And it was so good. It was so good. Um, I'm glad yeah. I was invited. Hey, listen, man. <laughs> All right. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I do think it's lakeside. There, they do have one called fireside. So you think you think it was? No, that? it was lakeside. Okay, it's there. It's like a light roast. Oh yeah, it's like and yeah. it was it was Dude, delicious. There, I made some um, this morning. It was pretty good. There, it's called mahogany. Dude, it is delicious. Mm. It's so good. It's a dark roast, and man, it's a good like. I remember trying it. Like, man, you can get this in Walmart because I kind of hate on coffee you can get in Walmart, but it's good. You need to quit because they uh, have some good. They're dude, they're they're stepping I, it up. I've seen Blue Bottle. 
in Meyer, yeah, and, and in Target. Target. Yep, yep. Well, Meyer, I could see that more from places like Meyer and Target. You know what I mean? See, so you just got something against Walmart. Yeah. Wait, you're wrong. But, but I shop at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a Walmart hater, but I'm still pulling into their online pickup and I'm getting the groceries. Oh. And I'm hating myself every time I do it. Man, <laughs> man. Well, hey, living in living here, you you have to you have to kind of shop at Walmart. I mean, like, yeah, man, everything's expensive. Yeah, it, it, that or Aldi. Aldi's but Aldi, great. they make you pay for the grocery pickup. They do. Yeah. yeah they so do. it's like, so I either got to get out and shop. Yeah. Or I go to Walmart. But I never mind going in Aldi. Yeah. I mind going in Walmart, but I don't mind going in Aldi. Uh, yeah, all of our Walmarts here are are not nice. I mean like Man. Yeah, you're it's it's insane. I and love Meyer though. Meyer's nice. Oh yeah, but, we, we know, go to Meyer a lot. Meyer's Meyer's like if you're listening, you're like, What's a Meyer? It's it's like a Kroger. Um yeah. I think it's a I think it's a bigger oh, obviously a bigger Kroger. It's yeah, it's like it's like a like a if Target and Walmart had a baby. Yeah, you got Meyer. Yeah, that's you know, true. not quite as bougie as as Target. Yeah, um, yeah, and n- not as limited as Target. Mm-hmm. Um, true, and but definitely nicer, like an upscale Walmart. Oh yeah, you know, they got good so. stuff. Yeah, they got good stuff. I do, I do love Meyer. I also love some of the ministries that we partner with. We're partnering with a new ministry. A new ministry. We're going to take a quick break, and Cody's going to tell you all about this awesome ministry that we're excited to partner with. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, one thing that we love to do on the Bad Apples podcast is continually point you to awesome people, ministries, and organizations uh, who prove every day that God can take something that is bad and make it good. And we want to uh, highlight or talk about an amazing organization called Friends of Sinners. It's a Christ-centered rehab in Owensboro, Kentucky. Uh, A friend of mine on Facebook, we've been connected for several years. Uh, I've got to just watch his story unfold and watch what God has done in his life. It's just been beautiful. Uh, He's the developmental director uh, over there, and his story alone is incredible, and we're going to be talking about his story over the next few weeks, and he has agreed to be on the podcast, so we're excited about that. Um, But yeah, so this is... um, a, a drug rehab center. And, and uh, that's how I heard about the center was through him. And they are so unique because they don't bill insurance for their services, um, which is unheard of uh, for, you know, rehab and stuff like that. They rely completely on donations, uh, community, community support, monthly supporters, and you can get involved with this amazing ministry. I think they, they keep up to 50, um, you know, clients in their facility. 365 days out of the, you know, all, all year. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can get involved with that uh, and you can support them at their website, friendofcenter.org. You got to check it. them out. Um, and not only that, but Jordan is just an incredible uh, human being. And to see what God has done in his life, uh, I'm holding the book right now. And he's got a book, he released a book. Uh, through his ministry, Jesus Ministries, that him and his wife started. The book is called Jesus is Greater Than Drugs. And on the cover, uh, you can see him um, in all the different mug shots. Hmm. And, and it's a beautiful picture just looking at it like, I mean, this handsome guy on the back. I mean, come on. And then yeah. so different. But what's beautiful about this ministry is he has sent uh, and donated a copy of this book to every single jail, 
Prison and Juvenile Detention Center in the United States. That's pretty awesome. Man, that's just incredible. And they just now got funded to do Canada as well. Dude, that's that's great. Yeah, and you heard Jordan's voice at the beginning of this episode. So uh, we're just excited to partner with them and just point you in their direction and show you another proof of evidence that God can take something bad and make it good. I love it. Yeah, man. I love it. Amen. Yeah, Jesus is doing amazing things. He really through, is. Through all kinds of different awesome ministries, and we are excited to partner yeah, with him. Jesus is greater than bad apples. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, dude. So uh, talking about Jesus, mm. here's I've been I've been listening to a church called Tove. It's a book that's uh, just about like creating a goodness culture, and it talks a lot about like some of the some of the ugly things that happen in the church and like the hurt and the trauma and that kind of stuff that happens mm-hmm. to people but really the goal isn't just to like like you know tear down and dissect all of these situations that went poorly right uh it's not it's not just about like piecing apart and and saying like hey this is how you uh, like you know this is how this should have been handled mm-hmm. or putting these churches on blast or you know trying to call out um, call out sin that wasn't properly called out. That's not the goal of this book. The okay. goal, I mean, they do. They, I mean, they come down on some some people pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but the goal of the book is to help people establish a goodness culture. And one of the things that I love, I, I'm not all the way through the book, but one of the things that I, I was just listening to the other day, it was um, the writer was talking about how um, if you were going to summarize Jesus's personality. Mm-hmm. Or Jesus's posture towards people, in one in one way, it would be empathy. Mm. We've we've called it compassionate for sure. We've ca- called it like you know whatever whatever those things are, but it's like empathy, like the the ability yeah to step into somebody else's shoes and feel what they feel. Oh man! And so um, I want to talk a little bit about empathy, but I want to start with this question. Okay, just something kind of like. Um, a little bit lighter, maybe yeah. it, maybe it's lighter. It may actually end up being like super deep. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But like, what movies, shows, anything like that has changed your outlook mm. on life and people? Mm. Like, helped you understand people better? Now I'm gonna go. Like, I'll go first with something light okay. here. That '70s show. <laughs> okay. Like I'm serious. I, that, that caught me off show. guard. Yeah, yeah. That '70s show. Like, well, it just it like it was a cultural profile that helped me understand how teenagers haven't changed mm. and 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 have changed over time. Now okay. I understand that it's like a modern adaptation of the '70s, so maybe it's not 100 percent accurate. I don't know. Right. They had like 10 seasons, so it had to have been pretty good. It was a great show. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah. like that that helped me empathize with people that grew up in the 70s mm. and 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 be a little bit envious in some ways but also be like man that like life has changed yeah. a lot since then yeah so okay yeah. all right I, I so I'm gonna go with a, a movie that I think just even watching it from a younger a younger kid and just watching it just as a sports movie but also looking at the deeper aspects of it. And thinking, man, you know this this is really hitting me. Uh, remember the Titans. Oh, I knew it. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, that it just the way whoever had left side oh. strong side like that, man, <laughs> dude. It, it gets me. Like, it gets my heart, dude. It, it, because 
I, I never looked at color. Um, I never looked at someone and, and based a friendship off of color or, and, and it just hit me like, man, there's, it's still, it's still happening. Mm-hmm. Like not only it was so bad back then, but it's like, it's still, it's still a thing. And it just, I watched it young. I think it was what two thousand that it came out. I was young watching it. I didn't fully grasp it yeah. then, but the more I watch, because it's one of my favorite sports movies, mm-hmm. the more I watch it, the more it's like, man, it just hits me. Right, and I think for me, like you know, talking talking about that, like um, I did not realize how damaged people were, and like how mm. how um, terrible racism was until like I I watched American History X. It's yeah, like, yeah. Dude, there are actually people out there who believe this. Oof. Who think this? Yeah. Who treat people this way? Man. Like like man, that movie, that movie is not one of my like and these just so we're like have a like a, a caveat here. These are not necessarily like favorite movies. Yeah. They're just eye-opening movies. It's yeah. like you're telling me mm. that people actually believe this crap and man. live that way. You know, um wow. You know, and another one that was just kind of like eye-opening to, like, um, and I didn't connect it, I don't think when I watched it, because I watched it in junior high, I didn't connect Mm -hmm. it to race then, but just, like, uh, Hardball. Like, watching Hardball. That's such a great movie. Oh, man. Like, it it made me so sad. Like, there are parts of that that movie that just made me so, so sad. G-Baby, man. Oh, man. (laughs) Heart-wrenching, man. Yep. Yep. So, all right, like, um, do you got any, like, lighter ones or are they all pretty deep for you um to be honest with you when i was thinking about this dude it, it all kind of came back to race for me yeah. um because the other one i was going to mention was the green book because i don't know if you've watched that I've one never seen the green book. it's mahershala ali and the guy in lord of the rings um gosh i can't remember his name it's gonna kill me now well the, i can't remember his character's name dude Aragorn? yeah yeah him okay um what is his name? It's something odd. Uh, no, it's uh, it's like I just had it, and then you. you um, he played in Hidalgo as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, it's like it starts with a V. Vigo Morrison. Yep, that's it. So him and, and Mahershala Ali, which Mahershala Ali is one of my favorite actors right now, um, and that book, that movie, just really was impacting for me to think about what a musician had to go through. Uh, what a black musician had to go through just to navigate his way through the South. And so the green book basically is this, uh, basically it's a manual of all the places that are safe for him mm-hmm. to go. All the restaurants, all the hotels, Man, all the, wild. all the houses that say, Hey, you can come here. This was in the sixties. He was a world famous, uh, pianist and, and, and uh, musician, but he had to, he hired this like mob guy from the Bronx, which is, which is, uh, um, Morse. yeah, his okay. character. And it, dude, it's a great movie. I think it won movie of the year, like, like a few years ago. Um, it's fairly new. Uh, the green but, book. But yeah. So the other out. one, I, the other one I was going to go with is also deep. It's, uh, Kendrick Lamar's album, um, to pimp a butterfly. Yeah, You're going with an album. I'm going with. Of a, course, going, you are. yeah. I mean, I'm going with an album. Uh, I just think that the way he he uh, he painted this picture of what a kid growing up in Compton and going through, even what a musician, what a black musician goes through, it just kind of connects to all that, like the police brutality and all the stuff they deal with that I don't, I can't ever connect with. Yeah, um, that's that's the three things that when you mentioned this to me, that's the three. The top three things that I 
pop yeah. in my brain. So yeah, nothing and, light for me. Well, and when when I, when we were talking about it beforehand, I was I was like, you know, even like Longmire, like the, the TV yeah, series Longmire, yeah, yeah. like was eye opening as far as like um, just the um, the racism against uh, against natives, like and even yeah. the systematic racism against Na- Native American yep. people here. United States, yep. and, and like I got to experience that firsthand when I went to Minnesota a few years ago mm-hmm. to to help in a reservation, and I came to this realization: I'm like, there's there's no upward mobility here. Yeah, like man. there's yeah. there's no there's no upward mobility here. There's not a lot of jobs here. There's not a lot of availability to to these folks. There's not nope. a lot of agriculture in the nope. in the reservation lands. So, like that kind of stuff, it's. It is eye opening. It's hard to it's hard to to stomach those things. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and I and I want to say like I I love. I'm I'm just gonna throw, you know. I'm just gonna mention this. You guys are going on uh, uh, like a mission trip to yeah. a reservation. Yep. And you guys are doing a vacation Bible school. Yeah, VBS. Like VBS actually where I was up in in Minnesota. Dude, um, that, that's nation, incredible. So because when you, I feel like in in the church when we talk about mission trips, we we never talk about reservations. Yeah. I mean, I I haven't heard it, and I I'm. Uh, really fascinated with the Native American stories and stuff like that because I don't feel like they get talked about enough. No, they don't. And it's just a fascinating culture, yeah. Just alone, and just the fact that you're going to be able to be a part of that, and you've already obviously already been a part of it, but some of the kids are going to be able to be a part of that at so young. That that's incredible. Yeah, so incredible. Yeah, and and I'm excited for those kids that are getting to go. Um, I think it's going to be an eye opening experience for them. Yeah. Um, to just realize that like there's there's other cultures here. I mean, like, yeah, you know, man. like, um, you know, we're all, we're all Americans, but like there's, there's this other culture. Um, yes. And Many. with, with that other culture comes, there's some serious baggage towards the church when, yeah. when it comes to native communities. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and so like, I, I'm, I'm excited for those students. I think that this is going to be a, a long partnership with this ministry there. Awesome. And, uh, and, in Pine Point, Minnesota, man. Um, I, I'm I'm excited to be partnering with them for I'm a jealous. long time. Um, then, man, you you get to go one day, one day, one day you'll get to go, one day I'll be yeah, there. You'll be there, you'll be there. Uh, but it's something that that's super close to Beth too. Like Beth is big about it, and Beth's our mission pastor at, good. at Hope. Good. Um, and so she's been she's been dying to get us back there. Awesome. Um, so like. The first year I went, like, or the the only year I went, like, she flew me out there. She's like, I want you to see this. I want you to be a part of this. I really think that this would be an awesome wow. youth ministry trip. And so wow. I, I flew, I, I went there in 2021 mm. at the end of the summer, like, flew into Fargo, North Dakota. Man. And, uh, <laughs> oh, wow. You want to talk about a small, small, Man. big town? That's yeah. that's a small, big town. I, dude, I actually wanted to move to Fargo at one point. Fargo? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you ever watch Fargo? Oh, which one? The movie, the movie? or the show? The movie? The movie, uh, both. Okay. I All was right. in love. I loved the show. I watched part of, oh, wait a minute. Which which one of them has uh, The Hobbit in it? Or, uh, the uh, show. Bilbo. The was show. The show? Yeah, I've watched part of the show. First season, see, every season's different. It's a different story that happens in the Fargo area. Yeah, it's really, a, it's an anthology series, dude. It's Dang. incredible. Chris right, Rock's I mean, in the newest one. Like, 
Like, it, dude, it's it's amazing. Season two is probably the best. Okay. Um, Billy Bob Thornton's in in one dude. of them. I think he's in the one with yeah. He's the he's in the one with the Hobbit. Uh, season two and season three was high points for okay. the show. I think season one was fantastic though. But yeah, the movie it's a work of art. Like, I, I it's it's just oh, let's check it out. Yeah, well, that's wild. Um, and it's only four seasons. So. Oh, okay. All right, I'll, I'll check it. Out. I'll check it. Out. I'll finish it up. I'll finish it up. Um, but uh, so okay, we're talking about empathy, like, yeah. and and I love that. Like, movies and media have taught us a lot about like our own, yeah, um, our own deficiencies as far as like the way that we're able to understand another person's point of view. Yeah, I mean, one of the things, one of the ministries we have at Hope that I think is fantastic, and it gets. He's misunderstood all the time, but it's the Be the Bridge ministry. Yes. And the Be the Bridge ministry is not like a racist support group. Right. And it's not like, you know, um, it's nothing like that. Mm -hmm. It's about just understanding that somebody else has a different lived experience than you do. And, and like, and being being willing to sit down and have the hard conversations about what, what does that look like? What does your lived experience look like? Um, as a person of color, what does that what does that look like yeah. compared to to my lived experience? And so, I I love love that we have that ministry. It's it's big and it's a big. Um, it's a good thing to have. It's such a good thing. Yeah, because those conversations need to happen. Yes, they do. They, and especially in the church. Yeah. And so, um, but but back to to this idea of empathy. Mm-hmm. Um. It made me think about all the times that Jesus was empathetic towards other people. Yeah, man. And we're we're in this series at at Hope about confession, and yep. I'm pumped. I'm going to get to speak um, in two weeks. So I've got go. I've got the the in John the man who was who was blind, and Jesus rubbed the the spit mud yeah. on his on his Dude, face. If you need a sermon illustration. You can totally spit in some mud and put it on my eye. Oh yeah, dude, that's what I'm talking about. That's the kind of <laughs> listen. You know, if y'all ain't got a friend, it's one to let you put uh, put spit based mud in their eyes. Y- y'all need to go find. This is one. not. I don't mean to derail, but there was a pastor. You know Michael Todd, right? I know who he is. Yeah, yeah. So so he he did an illustration and like spit, but he spit a little bit too much and then rubbed it on the dude's face. And dude, it was oh. a, it was a loogie. Just dripped down this guy's face, and the dude stood there like a champ. Just <laughs> oh dude, it was so bad that my, he put out an apology. He apologized <laughs> oh, no. for it. Well, yeah, it he was should. Awful, it's dude. Terrible. It That's was terrible. Awful. But anyway, all so. right. So, um, I've, I got that passage, and then um, when Mary, the sister of Lazarus, takes the pint of perfume and dumps it on oh, Jesus' man. head, and wow. So I'm I'm excited about that. But what's cool about those stories, like whether it's the blind man or we talked just this past weekend, was about like the mm-hmm. woman at the well. The woman at the well, yeah. Like the empathy that radiates from Jesus. Yes. As he interacts with people. Like yeah. and it, you won't talk about like somebody who was good enough to just be like, you know, your problems are really not that big a deal. Yeah, man. Like he was never that guy. Nope. Like never that guy, yep. you know. As as a guy who who actually could see eternity, yeah, yeah. like and had had like scope of understanding for eternity, never wrote people off like that. Powerful, Which is so cool. Yeah. So I'm guessing, or I guess what I'm trying to get to here is like, 
how do we foster empathy in our own lives? That's like the question. And and why is that important? Like, why is empathy important? If it is important, how do we foster that? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't think I ever, I think a lot of times in my life, and I'm and correct me if I'm wrong on the definition, but a lot of times in my life I showed sympathy, but empathy mm. is when you actually really feel it with somebody, right? Well, I mean, or if you or you you've went through it, or you like empathy is different than sympathy, in a way of sympathy is more from a just oh, I feel for you, or empathy is more of like that's a good question, like because I know there's a, there's a difference, and I've heard it I've heard it talked about yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's like, I know how Google I would describe it, but I'm not really sure. Um, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of how, like empathy is when you actually like, you are, you are crying when like you are, um, you know, you're shedding tears with somebody. All right. Here's, here's what psychmc.com Ooh, okay. says. That sounds I like legit. It's live Google it says chat. empathy is shown in how much compassion okay. and understanding we can give to another. Okay. Sympathy is more of a feeling of pity for another. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Empathy is our ability to understand how someone feels, while sympathy is our relief. Oh, yes, and not yes, having yes. the same problems. That's Man, what I was trying to. That's perfect. That's what I was trying to um, so good convey there. Like, so I feel like a lot of times in my life, I've I've done the whole oh, you know, they're there. Like, I, I show you pity. Like, but I, I like, it's like, like man, I'm glad it's not me. I'm glad it's not me. Yeah. But that, but after I went through everything I went through, even if even if someone is, ha- hasn't went through what I've went through, I know what broken feels like. Right. I know what hurt feels like. I know what that. I know what loss, greed, all that feels like. And now, man, I, I'm I'm feeling compassion for you because I know exactly what you're feeling for sure. And and I, I know we kind of joke around a lot about like I, like I cry now a lot. And Cries a lot. <laughs> like <laughs> I had him crying the other night on the on the you, phone. I, you did. I was yelling me, at him. <laughs> he made me cry. Like like I did this like this joke intro because like we did want to move. I did want to move to more of a serious intro and like. I just sent this to Gary, and it was just this like really serious. Well, it was the intro at the beginning, but it had a lot of the the jokes in the background. And like he like he hit me with this thing. And I'm like, man, maybe I really do like don't take myself <laughs> seriously. Maybe that's real. Maybe that's a deep moment. <laughs> yeah, so, I, you know. But so yeah, like, that's, like this I is why you it. don't have pastor. Like nobody, you don't want a pastor as your friend because he'll just preach at you. Like you know, like, I love it though. Like. <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's so good. Like I just got off the phone. I was like, man, he really gets me, man. Like, <laughs> he really cut to the core of me right there. <laughs> well, but anyway, yeah. Like I've really found it in my life. Like, man, I'm really I'm really feeling you. Like I, I'm feeling this moment with you. Um, and I think that's where Jesus was in every situation. Like from from the woman who who grabbed his hem. Like he felt that. Yeah. And and he he knew exactly like what does it say like he he felt something leave him. Right. Um like like the the empathy that he shows people and the compassion that he shows people like it's it's something that I I it's not that I've worked towards it it's just I've went through some stuff and I now understand like 
hey, you're broken, I'm broken, I'll cry with you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and I think that, like, the difference, I'm so glad you mentioned the sympathy-empathy thing, like, Mm -hmm. but, like, empathy is not purely saying, like, I'm really glad that's not happening to me. Right. Or, like, or, and, and, like, sympathy has, it it is still self-focused. Yeah. You know? It's like, it is. Like, man, that really has got to be hard. I'm going to, I'm you know, and so, like, yeah. but I'm glad it ain't me. Yeah, you know? dude. Like, oh, that sucks for you. Yeah. Like, you know, but it's, it. but empathy like is praying. more. What? You know, like praying. Yeah. Like, you know, it's just the, yeah. oh, I'll comment on a Facebook post praying. Yeah. Like, are, yeah. are we really? Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. But it like, <laughs> um, but the, uh, the idea of empathy though is like, is like, being able to put yourself in that person's position, mm-hmm. like even even if you don't have any frame of reference yes. for what they're going through, yep. but even having the humility to say like, I don't understand that, yep. but I'm willing to hurt with you in it, man. Um, like there was a, so right after George Floyd died uh, and it was was killed, um, we did like a lament at at hope wow like a parking lot lament service oh wow um That's and and it, it was really powerful and i think that like and there were there were a lot of different opinions about what had happened but i think sure. that i think that like for me what hit me was it's like you don't actually have to be able to understand what somebody else is going through yeah and what they are feeling mm. You don't have to be able to understand that or even relate to it Ooh. to just be able to to hurt with them hurt and with say them. like you're yep. not alone. I think that like yep. you know we we talked about the woman at the well and, and we had small group last night and we we're talking about that and like the beauty of what happened there is that this yep. woman was super isolated. Like yep. so, I think it's like John chapter four. Yeah, John yes. chapter four. Yes, if you go back and, and read that, like. This woman is super isolated. Yeah. She's not she's isolated first by her husband. She's yep. been married five times. Yep. So she's been divorced five times or been like her husband has died. Or like there is separation from her and her husband. Mm-hmm. It's unlikely that five husbands have died. Um so right. there's probably some leaving there. And so there's that separation. Yeah. Then she's stigmatized by her culture, like which like in 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 her culture, she was a Samaritan woman, and she was at the well at noontime, meaning she was stigmatized, like by her culture. But then the other piece of this that's mm. crazy is her culture itself was stigmatized by the Jewish people. Yeah. So it's like this lady is <laughs> is already on the outskirts because she's a Samaritan. Yeah. She's on the outskirts at home because she's she's been married five times, and like her husbands keep pushing her away. Um, and are okay with the divorce or okay with separation or whatever that is. And then like, and then on top of that, she's separated from her community. Yeah. And so when she meets Jesus and he's willing, like, like her first thing is like, how are you going to ask me for a drink? Yeah. Because in her like world, nobody interacts with me because I'm a stigma. Yeah. And Jesus uses yeah. that person mm. to tell that whole place yep. about who he is. Yep. That's wild. And we're still yep. telling her story 2,000 years later. telling her story. So, I mean, like... One of my favorite... It's one of my favorite stories. Yeah. So, I think that, like... But the point there is that what you see with with her 
situation. Yeah. Is that one person was willing to sit with her and empathize with her. One person. And then she went on to tell her whole village, and they believed her. Yep. Yes, and then at did. the end of that chapter, I love what it says. It's like the people tell tell her, they say, you know, initially we believed Jesus because of your testimony. Yeah. But now yeah. we believe because of what he's done in our lives. Because yeah. he sat with them and they asked him. It's so beautiful yep. about how it changes when, when somebody is willing to be empathetic towards another person. Dang. And so love it. Absolutely love I, it. I love the book of John anyway because of how much how much belief Mm. there is that comes like you read the chapters and it's like and then they believed yeah and then they believed yep and then they believed and and these stories and you look at these these stories like i started journaling in john not too long ago and i I wanted to um i wanted to write out everything that jesus did or said in the book of john and so i so i just i just noted literally everything that jesus said in every chapter and and just to to watch him move because i wanted my goal was to learn the character of Jesus. Yeah. And I said, what better book to start in than John? Sure. Because there's so I mean, there's it's it's everywhere in the new te- in the gospels, but like John is just my favorite, my favorite book. Yeah. And and just to know that this person who was so so secluded, so mm-hmm. you know, um out there on her own, not, you know, and then this one person, one person. I mean, I know it was the Messiah. Yeah. But it took one person and she went and she preached the gospel. Yeah. And it's just beautiful. Dude. It's crazy. It's cool. beautiful. Well, and what's cool is if you walk through the book of John, I mean, like you just see empathy like throughout Jesus' character. Yeah. From like from what happened at the wedding at Cana. Yeah. Like, Woman, oh, yeah. this ain't my time yet. Yep. Like that's what he tells his mom. Yes. Like, hey, this is this isn't my time yet. My <laughs> time yet is not yet come. Yeah. But he's still he's empathetic. Yep. And it's he gives he does them the something. best. Yeah. He gives them the best. He gives them the best. Yeah. And like, you know, to can change that water to wine. Like that's, yeah. you know, what what's Jesus going to gain from that? It's beautiful. You know? And, and you know, um, thinking about, thinking about one, what one person did for one person and thinking, thinking about what she went and told and how many people domino affected, believed, um, yeah. you know, through that, I think a lot of times we get so caught up, and maybe I'm speaking from my own perspective, but I don't think I am. Um, maybe it was, a lot of times we get so caught up in the only way we can be any true, any, any type of, um, um, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Any type of change, okay? Uh, any type of, you know, good that we can do only has to be done from a position or a title. Mm. And what's beautiful about this is Jesus, it says in that scripture, Jesus was wearied and he had stopped at this well and rested. Yeah. So Jesus made this much of an impact by showing compassion while he was resting yeah. and wearied. Yeah. Like what can we do just sitting down with somebody Oh yeah. and showing compassion and showing, you know, empathy to someone yeah. when we don't have to be on a stage, we don't have to have mics in front of us. We don't have to be, you know, doing these things and having these positions and having these titles. We can just literally sit with For someone sure. and have a drink. Yeah. And here's a cup of coffee. How like, and just show compassion to somebody. Right. And what can that do to that person? And what can they go and do? to other people's lives. Oh, for sure. The ripple effect is unreal. And so, yeah. okay. So we've established the first question here of like, 
Is empathy important? Yes. Yeah. Well, it's it's important because Jesus models it. Sure. And we see that empathy is the the like the conduit mm-hmm. through which the gospel throw flows. Yeah. Yeah. Like like it is it is the conduit through which the the gospel flows. I, I mean, like it's, it's it's like the it's the the pipeline. It's the pathway. I like that. So like it doesn't go without it. So empathy is crazy important. Yeah. How do we foster it? Develop it. How do we ward off the enemies of empathy? Oh boy. Well, to answer my own question, <laughs> I think, I think, I think the enemy to empathy—it's it, got to be like self-pity okay. and self-preservation. Okay. So here's what I mean by that: like, there is a tendency when somebody else is feeling something wrong mm-hmm. or um slighted like we we want to make sure that we're not to blame mm. and we make it immediately about us in that situation mm. so here's what here's what i'm saying like so i'm listening to this book church called tove the big thing there is they're talking about gender roles in the church and how women have been th- just throughout throughout history, yeah, the church history, they've not been given the same opportunities that men have in the church. Okay, you can't argue with that. That's like no, a, that's like sure. a legit thing. Yeah. So <clears throat> what they're what they're talking about there though is like you you have this system where where men as they hear this the immediate thing is to get defensive mm. because it's like I'm not to blame and so when that defensiveness creeps in mm. you're no longer able to empathize it's the same thing that happens with racism yeah the same thing like you know like yeah um I listened to a book um recently called embodied and it was all about transgender people in the church okay yeah and their experience and I think like like the the piece of that that you have to wrestle with is like are you so worried about not being blamed that you're not willing to sit with somebody in their pain? Mm. Yeah, and, it's good. That's and good. I, and I, and I think I told you, I think I've told you this story before, but um, <clears throat> I went to school at St. Louis Christian college, which is in, which is in Ferguson yeah. area. And so when, when everything went down in 2014 in Ferguson and there were riots and all kinds of other stuff, like there were, there were places like, that burned. There's places that that were that were looted. Mm. That that I went to, like like as a student, I yeah. gone to that that quick trip or that that you know restaurant or that whatever. Yeah. And so when all that happened, my immediate response was just so angry, and it wasn't. It it was it was the wrong kind of anger. Sure, I was yeah. angry at like I was angry at all of the the outrage and what had happened, and I'm like. Man, like I, I felt some connection to that area. Now it wasn't it wasn't home for me. Right, right. But it was still a place that yeah. I cared about. A place you loved, yeah. But I made it so much about me and my own experience and my hurt feelings that I wasn't able to see beyond see beyond like like that that there's hurt here. Yeah. And that's yeah. why people are lashing out. And it's a, they're they're not lashing out because they just want to destroy their community. They're lashing out because they're they're hurt. Yeah. They feel hopeless. They feel 
stuck and they don't feel like there's anything else they can do but lash out. But I, I couldn't mm. get that. And I still don't fully understand that because I can't I can't live in 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 their world. I don't sure. know what it's like to grow up in that situation. Yeah. But I can empathize and say, you know what? I'm gonna put my own feelings away here mm. and just say, what what are they going through? Mm. How can I hurt with them? How can I be with them? I yeah. remember getting off of social media. It's like, I just can't do this. I can't yeah. read. I can't read this. And I didn't understand it, and I don't understand it, because I'm never going to have to live that life. Uh, I, don't have to, I don't have to walk down the street and worry about something like that. Yeah. Um, but what I did know is like, man, this is, this is, this is too much for me. Yeah. You know? And... Yeah. No, man. That's wild. It is. And so I think that, like like I said, I think that the enemy to empathy is that self-preservation. Yeah. yeah. And it's that self-pity that comes with that, that self, like, looking at yourself as yep. a victim of... Uh, and, and the thing is... Yep. And, and the thing is... And you can go... Is it. by... What? Go ahead. What was I going to say? Go ahead. Okay. Um... <laughs> I think the thing about it, though, too, is like, like, because you hurt with somebody else, yeah, it doesn't mean that you, it minimizes your hurt, right? Like, I I listened to somebody talk about it uh, about just like um, inequality and just um, and just like um, and, and things like that. And it's like it's like, oh man, I had a hard life too. Yeah, it's like okay, like by. Empathizing with somebody else, it doesn't make your life less hard. Right. It right. doesn't. It doesn't like minimize the struggles that you've been through. Yes. Because you're willing to hurt with somebody else, man. whose struggles might be different than yours. And so it's like that's, man, that's there's good. there's there's pieces of that that like like we again, and I think that this comes from that lack of empathy. That, yeah. That that self preserving, self pity. Yeah. Self. Like it's it's like or knowing what empathy is. Well, yeah. Like no, knowing that like there's a difference. Yep. You know there there's a empathy like knowing the specific like this is what empathy looks like. This is what empathy is because a lot of times I didn't know what empathy was. Oh yeah. I thought sympathy was empathy. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And yeah. And so I think yeah I think that if we look at the life of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what he what he gives to us as like this this prescription for how to be empathetic. Yeah, it's it's the willingness to sit and be with people. Yep, in the midst of hurt. That yep. like now the thing with Jesus is we we believe that like he understood what we go through. Yeah, like he like you know to to quote the Super Bowl commercials, he gets us. He gets us. You know, he gets us. Hallelujah. But yeah, right. So like. <laughs> We we believe that, yeah. But one of the things that he shows us is like like he he doesn't know how that woman like felt, but he's willing to be with that woman. Yeah, he doesn't know what it's like to have five husbands, right? You know, right? And it, he doesn't know what it's like to be blind, right? Like you know, he doesn't know like he's not that's not his lived experience. Yeah, but he's willing to be with those people, and and to just and be tender towards them. Yeah. And like yep. you know, to kind of give away where I'm going with the blind man message, it's like, it's like, 
at the end of that story, like Jesus gives him his sight back, and that's amazing. Yeah. But what we see at the end is that mm-hmm. Jesus gives him a place to belong. Yep. After being ostracized by the people around him. Absolutely. It's like it's like, hey, you you can you can follow me. Yeah. So cool. It is. So cool. So it really is. Um yeah, I, I think that like the enemy of enemy of empathy is like is self. Yeah. And and the self self can be an enemy of a lot of things. Oh yeah. Tons um, of things. And that's a that's that's a whole nother that's many podcasts. <laughs> yeah. That's many. Uh but but the self, man, like just and I can think back on my life and think back of times where people needed empathy, and I was just like, "Well, I'm gonna give you sympathy because anything more than a pat on the back oh. is is inconvenient for my schedule." Right? Well, now. and it's not inconvenient. Yeah, it's inconvenient, but it's also yeah. It's just like it's too much. Yeah. It's like yeah. I'm not willing to go there, and and oh man, it's like it's like. I'm not willing to concede the yeah. pain debt like yeah. of oh, that like gosh. of like you know I'm not willing to concede that you have more right to be hurt right now than I man. do. Oh, like man. that's like that's man. There that's, are there are some people listening whose toes are hurting right now. Oh crap. <laughs> <laughs> but it, but it's a good thing. It's a good it's a good conversation. This is exactly what we're here for. Well, and, you know and what I here, mean? here's the thing: if you're, if like, if you're one of the people who your toes are hurting, pl- please, please hear me. Like, this is not a holier than thou. No, no, like, you're not stomping. Like l- looking down on anybody who's feeling that. Because man, I've been there. Yeah, like, we, we both I, have. I have. I've, I've, I've been on the wrong side of this. Absolutely. A lot of times. Same. Same. Like, and and I'm just telling you, like, it. And I, I'm not like claiming to be a master of empathy either. Yeah. But when I began to realize, like, what am I afraid of by hearing somebody else's story? Yeah. And I know we've we've hit hard on on race stuff, but like it, right. it doesn't. It's not limited there. No, it's not limited at all. It's not limited to race at all. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like like whether it's somebody who's who's dealing with sin that I don't personally feel inclined towards. Right. Or like or people who are who are hurting over something that I might see as minimal, like yeah, you know, like the, the, one of the things working with, with middle school and high school kids, there's a lot of like the big deals in their life, yeah, are not that it's big not, a deal. It's not big of a deal. You know, now there's some stuff that's huge deals. Yeah, yeah, but like there's there's a lot of things that are really not that big a deal. Yeah. But there's you still empathize with that kid, yes, you know, and and empathize in their position, and not just giving them hollow sympathy, yeah, which which is rooted in oh well, you ain't got it as bad as me, right? Or right? Or like oh man, that sucks for you, but I'm I'm glad it's not happening to me, yeah, you know. Or hey, I, you I see you got that. a bad, or or <laughs> yes, or it's like oh yeah, everybody goes through hard times, yeah, like that kind of brush oh, off. You'll get through it, yeah, you'll get through it, you'll, you'll be get through right. it. You know, like that sort of thing, like that kind of posture. Like, I've been there, and I know what it's like to yep. to to feel that. Yep. And I hashtag know, prayers. Yeah, I know. On the other side of it, it's and, and I'm still learning, but like, it's freeing to know that it's not it's not necessarily my fault right. that people are hurting right but it is my fault if i don't step in with them yeah. and hurt with them and and, and, I, 
and I, like it's not complicated. Mm-mm. Like this is a this is a in depth conversation. This it can go way deeper, but it's not complicated to sit with someone and make them a cup of coffee. It's not complicated to sit with someone who is hurting and who have who has been hurt in their life and just. Oh, and you don't have to have answers, right? You don't have to have answers. No, no. Just, just presence is powerful, right? I, I have learned so much in just being present. Mm-hmm. Like I, and and it, this is coming from a place where that self also kind of kicked in in a way that said, "I have to fix this. I have to do this. I have to try to fix this problem. I have I have to try to fix this person. I have to try to fix what they're feeling." And it wasn't my place to fix it. They just they just needed me to be there, and to just be empathetic. Mm-hmm. And so so, don't look at this from a perspective of oh what like what can I do? What can I just just be present? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesus was present at the well, and look at the impact that him being wearied and resting in a well made. It's just beautiful, dude. Yeah. It's beautiful and it's complex, but it's also simple. Yeah, it's a simple gospel, but it's also so deep that I can't, I can't understand it. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> my feeble West Virginia mind can't understand it. I, I think that you know, man. I, th- I think that like if if there's one thing that we exist to do is to try to demystify the the essence of sharing who Jesus is, mm. and like. Yeah. And sometimes, like, sometimes we build up in our minds that we have to be some sort of scholar or some sort oh, of, you know, absolutely theologian, absolutely. And but really, like, Jesus doesn't lead with theology most of the time. He just leads good, with dude. presence. It's good, dude. And that's something that we can do. He leads with empathy. Yeah. That's something we can do. So um, yeah. wherever you're at, our encouragement to you, yeah, tonight, today, whenever it is that you're listening to this, yeah, is is. Measure our words. Yeah. Please do that. Sure. With everything. Measure all words. Absolutely. But if you feel so inclined to to challenge your worldview and to be more empathetic, Mm. begin taking steps to not just offer sympathy. Mm -hmm. Begin taking steps to not just think about your worldview and your point of view. Yep. Begin taking steps to say, you know what, I'm going to try to understand somebody who has a different lived experience than me. Yep. Whether that's based on race, yep. whether it's based on on sexual orientation, mm-hmm. whether it's based on religious background, yeah. Whether it's based on like where they grew up, there are things about you that I do not understand. As a hillbilly from West Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. Like hollers. 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 But like begin to <laughs> begin to understand somebody who has a different lived experience than you. Yeah, dude. I, I think it's only gonna make you a more rounded human being. It is. And and if you lead with empathy, I think I think you're only gonna be blessed by that by that interaction. By that that searching for understanding. So I agree. And I think also, just to add on to that. Think if you if you really want to challenge that, and you really want to be more empathetic, I feel like God will, God will put people in your path to make you be more empathetic. To He'll give you the opportunity. Like you go looking for it, you're, you're going to find it. You're going yeah. to find ways to be empathetic, and I think that's the beautiful thing about about this life and about God is like, man, 
he'll give you the chances. Like, you, you know how they say, don't pray for patience. He'll make you be patient. Yeah. Like, that's the same thing. Like, you'll get the opportunities. Sure. So. Sure thing. And uh, if you're ever looking for resources on on how, how to help you, uh, just have some more empathy. And man, I've got, I got some books that have really changed my perspective on a lot of things mm. and it maybe hasn't like changed my like theological stance on right. some stuff. Right. But it has definitely helped me humanize um, things that we call issues. <laughs> and wow. so yeah, yeah. Um, like that's something that, that God's been working on me for the last five years of like, just man, like these, these are not issues to be solved. These are people that I love. Amen. And so even if you don't agree with them, man, it's good. take steps to understand them. And so, um, yeah, hopefully that's true for, for our listeners. Yeah. too. Wherever you are, wherever you are, whoever you are, you know, I know St. Patty's Day is coming up and we have people listening in Ireland. Oh, bro. goodness. <laughs> but honestly, wherever you are, whoever you are, um, we hope that this starts conversations like like we have, um, because one thing that this is, is uh, it's a podcast. It's titled as a podcast, but really it's two good friends sitting down and talking and and, and people are are listening. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's always such a fun time when we get together. Uh, just remember this. <laughs> God loved us first. God loves us best, and God loves us most. What do you say, Garrett? This is the Bad Apples Podcast. Yes, it is.